Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of In the Spirit of Horse. This week, I'm here with Daryl Getman. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> she is a photographer, an artist, a director, and just overall very incredible human. Oh, that means so much coming from you, Rosie. You are my hero. So <laughs> you might know her work if you follow me at all on Instagram, because I would say. Like, basically 100% of all my best photos were taken by you. Quite a few. You have some other great people you work with, but I, I do I do have a few photos of you as well on my Instagram feed. I, I love shooting with you, so that's pretty clear. It's like my favorite thing to do. I swear, like, getting your photos is like every it's time Christmas. it's like Christmas. I feel the same way when I get home and I'm just pulling them up to start edit editing. I just, I don't even know what, what to do because I love so many of them. It's, uh, but that's a good problem to have. It is a good I think. problem. <laughs> I know. Opening the file, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're here. You're, um, you're visiting. I am. And I'm yeah. very excited to have you here. And we talk a little bit about uh, what we wanted to talk about in this podcast. And mm-hmm. obviously horses, photography, mm-hmm. art in that way. But we came across the topic of beauty. Yes. And... To me, this is just so fascinating and so important and something I really, really want to talk about with you because I think you have such an interesting viewpoint and take on it coming not just as like a horse person or a horse owner, Mm -hmm. but as an artist Mm -hmm. coming at the horse from that perspective, Mm -hmm. which I'm just am fascinated by. Well, I think, you know, one of the first things we could talk about is what is what is beauty? What is the definition of beauty? Um, and it's something that I often think about because I'm a photographer. And you know, one of the things that I taglined early on in my what I was see I was seeking the beauty in the everyday and the extraordinary. And what does that mean? And I think to me, beauty may mean something totally different than to somebody else, another photographer or an agent or what have you. I mean, for not to go on a tangent here, but I, you know, when I say beauty, I, I find, you know, there's so many aspects to it, but there's inner beauty, there's outer beauty, and they usually go hand in hand. And I find beauty in people being real and being authentic and finding real moments. Um, and that's often something that I'm, I strive to capture when I'm shooting. It's not, you know, somebody with perfect lips and perfect symmetry of face and, that, that doesn't really, that doesn't move me. To me, I'm moved by something that is is really real. And, and I think, honestly, when, you know, this is kind of a heavy thing to start coming in right from the top, but I think it's what I, I seek out as a photographer is, is finding how do I capture that, um, that beauty in those real moments. Honestly, like your take on beauty in that way as something being very authentic and mm. very much including what I would say is like the spirit of mm-hmm. something. I yes, love that. exactly. And I think, I think that's what I was trying to say is that I'm, I have, you know, I work with a lot of people who are in the film industry and theater industry and of all different kinds and shapes and sizes. And, and, you know, there's the industry standard of what we call beautiful and somebody like that can come in and work with me 
But to really capture something that is um, moving to me, you have to go so much beyond that outer or the outer beauty. You know, yeah. it's getting into seeing who somebody really is. Um, that to me is beauty. And I think that, and what I was saying that it's it's difficult in that I think, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, just pick up a camera and take a picture of something that's pretty. But there's so much more to it, and 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 working to. To have people trust you and and feel that you I often want to create a safe space where I can capture those things um, and and beauty is to me is the the imperfections really uh, and then when those when when somebody feels safe enough to to let those things start to come out and you really see these quirks and these little um, aspects of people that make them so different that to me is beautiful I've always kind of been against the the cookie cutter thing. Like I don't, yeah. I don't ever seek to, you know, just create a pretty picture like that. That doesn't mean anything to me. That doesn't move me. But, um, but finding, finding who, what, you know, and we talked about this, what makes people tick and what, 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 what little things that they have going on inside. And, um, that's when I find, well, to me, what is beautiful. I, I just, love that and we talked a little bit about this before with like relating that to horses but Mm -hmm. um I think it's so interesting because horses to me are just obviously beautiful Mm -hmm. like in a that most people can agree they're just there's something about horses that is just inherently not just pretty but beautiful about Mm -hmm. them and what I find so interesting, because I also see this in myself, is that there is a drive to want to possess that mm-hmm. beauty and mm-hmm. to somewhat own it mm-hmm. in a way. And I think it's really interesting if our definition of beauty is to is the true spirit of, of a soul. Mm-hmm. And it's the, um, what makes them truly authentic and what makes them unique and different and imperfect. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I find that once we start really possessing the horse or wanting to own the beauty for ourselves, you know, we see this beautiful free horse and we take them for ourselves and think that we can somehow capture the beauty, capture their body, capture, um, you know, this exterior, a lot of that true beauty starts to fade. And I think about horses that have, that are just born inherently gorgeous and inherently themselves and so spirited and they go through the breaking process Mm -hmm. and at the end you know you still have this beautiful shell you still Mm -hmm. have this beautiful exterior of a horse but something's missing well I wonder if too if that's where I started to go when I first started talking that it's the same thing happens to us as Mm -hmm. as women especially but all humans I feel like there's this process we go through in which we start to put up walls and I even get emotion just thinking, emotional just thinking about it. But, you know, it happens to all of us. As you grow up, as you go through these, these things, you're told what's right and what's wrong. And you're sort of put into a box. And, and so when I have somebody come in to, work in to work with me, especially one-on-one, it's what, I, what is difficult oftentimes is, but I love, is to take the time to kind of break down those walls. Because yeah. everybody thinks, you know, this is the face I need to make because this is how I'm beautiful. Or 
only, and I, this is all true. I've had, I have clients and I love them all really, but I have specific clients who will say, only photograph this side of my face. And, and you, and you, I, me, I see, and, and all side, I, I, to me, I'm like, every side of you is beautiful. And, and, and I want, I want them to, to feel that too. Um, but that takes time, you know, and, and that's what I was saying. It can be difficult is to, to get in there and to make them feel that they can start to drop away all these things that we put upon ourselves, especially, I think that a lot comes up even more when you are face to face with a camera. Mm -hmm. Um, and so how, how can I, as the person behind the camera, make them just feel like I'm not even there in, in essence, and that, that we're, we're, we, if, you know, I am there, we're having a conversation, but the camera isn't there. And, um, and that process is different with every single person. And I think, you know, the, the same thing could, it goes, goes hand in hand with, with horses too. It's, you know, when you're in a certain space with a horse, the horse is going to act a certain way. If they're out and they're free and they're running, um, you're going to capture something completely different because I think similarly, uh, that they, a lot of the things that, that come up for them are dropped away when they're in their freest movement. I, I just love all of that because to me, what kept coming to my head is, you know, to, to find this in the horse and to help them, to help them kind of restore their sense of self Mm. is a lot of unbreaking. Mm. So I like to think of, you know, you take a horse that has basically had their spirit stripped away from them and is beautiful or is pretty in a sense, but like their inner beauty is dimmed, Mm -hmm. you know, restoring them to where they can just be fully themselves again. I think that is where the beauty comes back. Well, and I feel like you and I both are so in tune with people's energies and spirits and horses, energies and spirits. And, and we, you can read that, you can feel that, you know, when you're in the presence of somebody or a horse. Um, and I, I, I often question sometimes if that's because of who we are or, you know, there's certain, or if, if that's universal that everybody can feel that, I'm not sure. Um, but, but very, we're both very sensitive to, mm-hmm. to feeling those things. Yeah, I'd agree. And, and, you know, I, I think when I look at this, you know, the unbreaking of the horse in the way and restoring back their beauty in sense, in the sense of helping them feel like it's fully okay to be themselves and that mm-hmm. that's, and then me recognizing that that is where they are their most beautiful. It really makes me think about my experience and also like the experience of women. And I really believe that throughout history, there's been this parallel between mm-hmm. horses and women. And Horses are sort of this absolutely gorgeous, like undeniably gorgeous being that is so strong and so so full of life and fire in the way that I really think of women in the same way. They come with just like this undeniable beauty and fire and strength and yet a gentility that adds to it all. And the horse throughout time has been owned in the same way women have, and they've been, their bodies have been taken from them in the same way a lot of women have had that done. And, and they've been possessed in a way, almost in fear of their strength and in fear of this 
what I would consider all of their beauty and their mm. power. So I, I always feel like there's this really big parallel between horses and women. And recently, actually, for me, I think as I've been really exploring authenticity, like in the other podcast, and what it means to have self-worth, like very inherent self-worth, mm -hmm. the idea of beauty has been coming up a lot for me because I think as women, one of the places we're really made to feel inadequate is in our exterior and is in our, in mm -hmm. our body yep. and in our sense of beauty. And in many ways, I think we're controlled and kind of manipulated by being made to feel that we're not enough and we're not beautiful enough and um, that we'll never reach this this kind of standard, you know, in quotes, like idea of what beautiful is. Mm. And I think for me, I usually see a lot of our inherent real beauty being stripped away mm. in the process of... Absolutely. Yeah, of searching for this, like cookie cutter model that yeah. n is never attainable. And for me, that's sort of our breaking. Yeah. So I love, I love working with you and the horses and I can imagine, you know, the camera comes out and that's definitely the time where our insecurities there are even more triggered. Mm. And I, and this, I want to flip it, flip the interview on you. Um, because this just triggered my thinking of when I'm, when I'm shooting with you and the horses, I find uh, there's several different things that I, I will do that, you know, I think it's as a photographer, I think it's smart to give you time to just be and be with Annie or India, whoever you're working with and to kind of, you guys find your pacing and your, your um, timing and just, you know, uh, just relating to each other in, in space. And then I, I will often start uh, by shooting quite a distance away so that you don't even really realize that I'm there. Yeah, I um, just right? noticed you do this. You're right. <laughs> I do. Yeah, but there's a reason I do it, yeah. and I think that uh, it, it kind of you you can I'm sure you can sense it, but it's I'm not in your space. I'm not right with you, and and I I think the same thing goes with the horses. I think that yeah. they you know they can sense it too. They know they know what a camera is. I'm sure they've seen it a they few do. times, <laughs> and so to just to it. To have you just be completely free and the, the horse to feel completely free, that's when I really, you know, I, I get those really authentic moments. Yeah. And I'm in, in depending on in getting into gear term, but if I have a really great zoom on, I can get really high quality stuff just and not be up in your space. Uh, but that's, I feel like that's such a great way to start to come in. And now my question is, uh, have you felt, and I know I think you have, moments where because I can sense it when I am a little bit closer in and I'm kind of moving more into the directorial part of shooting. Um, how do you reconcile um, your feelings when, when you're being photographed? Or does it help by me directing you into certain things? Yeah, you know, I, I'm like really smiling at this because I do realize <laughs> that now like I see some of your techniques more of like oh, how I get yes. comfortable with you. Um, <laughs> Oh my God, that's just, that's crazy. You do do that. And it makes mm -hmm. it so much more comfortable. That's um, good. Yeah. You know what? I think why I love shooting with you so much is because usually 
like if a camera comes out on me and I'm not with a horse or I'm not kind of in my element, I don't like it. Yeah. I yeah. really don't. And I, I sense that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I get, I have so many photos of myself, but like, I really don't, I don't feel comfortable because for me facing the camera feels mm-hmm. like facing everywhere where I don't feel adequate uh-huh. and being imposing in any way mm-hmm. for me starts to feel like trying to fit into something that I'm not and then feeling like what's wrong with me for not looking a Absolutely. certain way. Well, and, and, and this ties back into when I'm working with, with you and I'm, you know, I'm very specific in a direction and a story, story moment or an action or, you know, I shift your energy back to the horse and that's how, that's how I get what I get. And I think that that's how you um, get completely out of your head in terms of yeah. thinking that I'm even there. Uh, and I, and that's where the real beauty is because it's real. It's present. It's not, it's not posing to be perfect. Um, and, and, and that again ties back into that first thing I was trying to say. And, and, and that's what, what my goal is with any sort of shoot that I'm doing. Cause I have, uh, you'd be surprised and, and, so many people, whether they're on film every day or they've never been photographed in their life, I think the majority of people are not comfortable with a camera in their face. And yeah. so that is one of the things that I, I, I mean, I really love to do because I, it, I've, I've learned how to work with different people and to find how do I get to that place where you're not even thinking about it. Yeah. That's, that's my goal as a photographer every time. I love it. Yeah. And I do, I, you know, just one more tag on there. I mean, I, I have wedding couples that I shoot weddings and, you know, a lot of times they're not used to being on camera and they'll, they'll express these things to me. But what's so, why wedding photos are so beautiful? Because it's this magical day that it's, you're, you genuinely, there's so much happening and you're so excited and happy to be with your partner and, that you really are not thinking about the camera yeah. and they don't realize it up until the day comes and you, and that's why uh, more often than not, you'll see wedding photos just, and just glowing with energy and love. And, and because they, it, it's an, a day that's so heightened that they're not aware of, you know, Oh, me and the camera. So yeah, they're just fully in present. the moment present yeah. and being who they are in exactly. that moment. Yeah. I love that as first of all, I think you do such an amazing job and it's, one of the reasons that I didn't even know, like I knew something as you drew me as a photographer so much mm. and why your photos are like my favorite photos in the world ever. Thank you. Um, but seeing it in that way, I do think you make such a safe space for authenticity to come yeah. out. And to me, I mean, my favorite photos you've ever taken are times where like, I might have even, like, felt a little bit like, oh, what do I do, you know? And you get in that position of, like, what what do I have to do to be, like, I think on a grand scheme, it's, like, to be enough right now. Like, mm-hmm. what do I have to do to be, like, mm-hmm. good enough right now? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you do a really wonderful job of reminding me, it, not even telling me, but just in directing my focus back at the horses, that... My, the best photos come out when it's just really me focusing on the horses and I'm fully just yeah, myself. Absolutely. And I'm so happy to be there with them. And yeah. then you get these shots where I'm like, I do like how I look because yeah. I like... Because it's 
It's okay. your spirit coming out, you know? Yeah. And that's, it, it really is, I mean, I, I think you agree with me. I think it's all so connected, like our inner beauty out to outer beauty. And all of us, no matter, you know, who we are, you know, um, it that's, that's true beauty to me. Yes, that is true beauty. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think it's so easy to get lost in the shell of it. Or I guess you, yeah. I could even think of calling it pretty yeah. versus like absolutely beauty because mm-hmm. it's almost like there's this idea of pretty yeah. in our society for women and for men too. But mm-hmm. I think maybe particularly women, that's yes. this kind of never attainable um, because there's always something to fix. But I see pretty, quote unquote pretty, and it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't move me. I say, okay. That's great. And then I move on Yeah. versus something that stops me in my tracks, which I yeah. think, again, is, is, is this inner beauty coming out. And um, it matches up. Yeah. And I completely agree because that's how I see it with the horses is, to me, there are horses like that are undeniably pretty. You yeah. know, like horses, I feel like every horse is just pretty, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's very true. You'll see, like, at for me, sometimes I see it at, shows or at a place Mm -hmm. where I mean that's not every show but there are definitely places where you can go that the horses are particularly very broken and Mm -hmm. they might be what we call like push button horses meaning Mm -hmm. like you can control every movement in their body you can tell them exactly what to do when to do it and they'll just you know without question go along with it but those horses also tend to be vacant and they're not fully there Mm -hmm. and I look at those horses and Sure, they're pretty, yeah. but there is something so missing. There's no life there. Yes, that I don't. I think they're they're not fully horse at that point, and they're not. They don't have the same magnetic beauty, and in fact, usually it just makes me sad. Yeah. And I think before I kind of thought of this unbreaking process or like seeing horses more for who they were, mm-hmm. it used to make me wonder because I didn't know what was missing. It was sort of like I'd see this pretty horse and I, like, I remember being a kid and I'd see wild horses running around, not actual wild horses, but we used to go to this place in Colorado where I saw young horses playing and they weren't broken yet. And I remember just feeling like I want to be so much Mm -hmm. like that. Like Mm -hmm. I just admired it and felt so magnetized to it. And then I'd go to like these other barns and something was gone and it was sad and I didn't know what it was at the time. And now I feel another thing I kind of want to go into um, with you on this because, again, I think your perspective as an artist is so interesting is what happens when we switch from a place of trying to own or capture beauty to a place of appreciating it. Because what I feel has happened with horses a lot Mm. of the times is we see this beautiful spirit, we see this young soul this like vibrant horse that's Mm -hmm. fully horse and there's a moment there where we either think or at least I've had the thoughts of wow I I appreciate that so much versus wow I want to own that or wow Mm -hmm. I want to capture that and I think as soon as we go into the idea of I want to possess that Mm -hmm it loses what it inherently is. Absolutely. And I even as a a horse person, like I was out with wild horses this past week 
and I want them to be free. You know, like I, I really just want wild horses to stay wild. That's ideal to me, but yeah. I still have an urge inside me to be like, Oh my God, that beautiful, like Palomino mare. I uh, want yeah. her. Interesting. You know? And I think yeah. that's happened with women too, of like, I want them, but then we kind of, we can accidentally like yeah. kill something and then by possessing it, we're trying to control it. Uh-huh. So long story short, like you as an artist coming in and and seeing beauty from a place of what I would say is true appreciation, mm. I'm curious what that, what the difference is there for you. Um, that's very interesting. I feel like there's a lot of levels there. Um, yeah. I think you know initially my my mind went to why that's why we appreciate wild horses so much. I think that. I mean, I personally just bought this beautiful image from an artist named Drew Doggett, and he photographs um, wild horses really all over the place. But this series was the Sable Island Horses. Mm-hmm. And I guess that is my way of buying or, um, you know, having, owning a wild horse, but it's an image. Um, it's not an actual horse. Right. But for me, you know, that's how I semi-relate, but I, I know that having that image in my space, in my living space, is so, um, reminds me of, of why I love and why I connect with horses so much and, and to kind of bring me back into that grounded place of, you know, my own freedom and my own wild side mm-hmm. in terms of who I am. Um, I mean, that image means so much to me and I guess I can relate that, you know, in, in essence to, why somebody may want to have that horse in their life. I mean, I would, I personally would love to have a horse someday too. And, and, and I think it's the same thing on, you know, a level of wanting to connect with that all the time. Um, they are, they, they are such beautiful, you know, creatures and souls really. And I think that that's where that, that want comes from. Yeah. Right. And then to connect back to, to women. I mean, I think it's the exact same. I do, I do think there's something to that. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of levels to this. <laughs> there are, <laughs> you know, if, if you connect it to, you know, having a relationship and then that moves into marriage, is that, does that mean that you are then owned by each other? Um, I think that everybody has different views on this, but you know, I think it's a part of that. Um, when it comes to human, is to be a reminder to yourself to, you know, you are in essence in control of your your life, really. Mm-hmm. Like, you are an individual, even if you are with somebody else, and I think that makes the couple stronger. Um, and, I mean, that's my views on that. Yeah. And But to, to remind yourself of that, you know. Um, I think that's really, really important as women, and especially when I think that that can happen. Um, yeah. I, I love that. You know, I was thinking of it and kind of kind of putting it, paralleling it with marriage. Um, mm. Because I think, like, with a relationship, yeah, there's there are relationships and marriages that are, like, really um, founded in connection and yeah. want to connect. And it's not about controlling or owning the other person. It's about honoring your bond and your connection, your relationship. And then... You know, there are relationships that can turn into very possessive, losing yourself into it. Yeah. Um, 
sort of situations that I think it's the same kind of with horses that we can come at it at a place of wanting to connect. Um, and then there's sometimes a drive to also want to possess. Yeah. And there's this, it's like this fine line sometimes. Absolutely. Because of course, like, you know, I have horses and I quote own them. Yeah. Um, but really I like to think of it as that I'm, we're a family and I just am their caretaker and I make sure that they're always good. You know, like Mm -hmm. my first role is that I'm, I'm their kind of, in this human world, I watch out for them and I protect them. Yeah. But I'm, I know that for me, I've felt these two different drives. And I think what has really changed my relationship with the horses is which, which drive do I really act on? Yeah. And there's a drive I have that is that I, I don't, I have to acknowledge it in myself because it's there. And I think acknowledging it helps me to empathize with other people emphasize whatever that word is empathize yes that one um and that drive even though I don't feel proud of it it wants to kind of take the beauty like there's Mm -hmm. a part of me that that sees a horse running free and I think I want so much to be a part of that that I can almost I can imagine myself getting up and wanting to ride and wanting to sit on their back and just become it you know Mm -hmm. and and I know in doing that, for me, in the way that this, you know, this kind of mind fantasy is, feels very much like taking it, trying to take it from the horse. Oh. And, and I, I see that in myself. I see that drive. Mm-hmm. As soon as I try to control the horse and take that from her for myself, mm-hmm. it's going to go away. Yeah. Because I can't ever own the spirit of no. a horse. But to be a, I feel like, you know, even if they are horses that are within, I don't want to say own, but yeah, even I mean, like your horses. <laughs> yeah. I think that has been the biggest shift for me yeah. is that I've, the other side of me mm-hmm. says you love them so much. You can appreciate their beauty so much. Mm-hmm. I don't need to take it at all. All I want to do is support it. Yeah. And all I want to do is love it. And I think that's the sort of unconditional love that doesn't need to possess or control and just wants to uplift mm-hmm. and and connect with and um, and help it to flourish as much as it can and, and make it more itself. Like if there's anything I want to do with the horses, it's to, when they're with me, give them even more space to be more of who they are. Yeah. I feel that as a more of an observer, you know, and I've been working with you a little bit, uh, and I've learned so much. We can get into that later, but because I'm, I'm capturing moments versus actually capturing a horse per se, um, whether it's with you or, you know, in the wild, or I was just in Iceland, um, that I get that same drive and feed of energy from doing that, you know, this connection to more of our wild side, I feel like is, is enlightened and just feels, um, you know, fed through that and, and through, through my work as a photographer. And so I, it's, it is, I, I guess I'm lucky in that sense in that I don't feel like I actually have to quote unquote own a horse to get that feeling. Um, and that I, you know, but I, but I love it. So sorry, that cut off for a second, but getting back to where we were, you do this, like I said, amazing job at creating a space where people feel safe Mm. to 
strip down those walls and begin more and more of who they really are so that you can capture their true beauty. And I'm just curious if you have had to look at your own relationship to your own personal beauty or, Mm -hmm. you know, heal anything there or really process anything there in order to, to do that. Mm. Because I feel like it has to, I don't know. I feel like it's just a special thing you can do and you have to be tapped in to the true meaning of beauty Mm -hmm. in order to do what you do. Absolutely. Uh, Well, touching on the safe space, um, I think that it's probably the most important thing to me as a, as a photographer and as an artist. Um, I, I really care so much and believe in the importance of, of doing that because I, I think that that's, that's when I'm really allowed to, to get in and really see who somebody is, is, and, and that they, they feel that they are, they can show that to me. And actually, you know, even saying that I feel so, I feel so honored as a photographer to get to that place with, with people and with, um, when I'm working, um, that people feel, you know, that what I'm giving them in and, and within this safe space that they, they too can, can release and, um, show, show me those different sides of who they are. And I often, you know, I want to thank, I want to thank them for allowing both of us to go to that place. Um, and, and, you know, I'll go to extreme lengths to make sure that, you know, like I said, that's number one for me. So if, if it means <laughs> we're going to be shooting really early in the morning, uh, because there are less people around or, um, you know, to the people who work for me, you know, I, I am so in tune with, with people's energies and it just takes one, one energy that's not quite in, in with what you're trying to create that the whole thing can be botched in, in my opinion. Um, you know, and you know, I think it's a two way street too. Now that I think about it, because when I create a safe space, it's for me too, because I feel free. And when I feel free, they're going to, my, you know, the subject is going to feel free. And that's when I think we, I'm really able to capture that true, that true beauty, you know, in, in, in who they are. Um, and in the image, uh, images, but, um, yeah. And I, and, you know, uh, touching on (laughs) going to more into who I am, I think within the art pieces that I create and within, um, some of the storytelling that I do as a photographer and as an artist, I, I absolutely think that that touches in on, on these things that I want to explore within myself. And so, you know, there are different, each shoot is different, but, um, and it brings up something different in me too. And so, uh, you know, I, the other day I was out shooting with two incredible dancers, um, you know, who, again, I just, I'm so grateful when people share their artistry with me. It's always a two-way street. And so we were exploring all these different aspects of what it is to be a woman. Um, and one of the things we were exploring was this feeling of being trapped and and not being able to to get out of this space and to be confined and then, you know, flip that to being the ownership of this vast, you know, expanse of land and space and to feel free and strong and open. I, through, through that, 
um, exploration, you know, I learned so much about myself and I think so much of myself comes out in, in my work. Man, like, <laughs> oh, I, I love that because, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. what I feel like you're kind of saying too, is that your art creates this safe space for other people, but also for you mm. to explore and to be fully yourself while you're there. Yeah. And we've talked about your art being actually like a beautiful reflection of you mm-hmm. and being very authentic to you. And I love the idea of us coming together that when we like find that true connection and yeah. we connect with other women or with other people or with other horses in this really authentic, meaningful way, we give each other permission to be fully ourselves. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, I really love nothing more than, you know, coming away from a shoot where I have a client or um, somebody that I'm working with who says, you know, I feel, I feel so alive. I feel so empowered. I feel, you know, all these things that, you know, maybe for themselves they hadn't explored. And, to me, I, that is the biggest gift yeah. that, you know, that you, you saying that to me is a gift to me and me being able to give that to somebody. I mean, I, I, I treasure that. I think that that if I can give that to people that I work with, that, that to me is, is huge. I mean, it makes me emotional to think about that yeah. because I really do think, I mean, I think art changes people. I think, you know, the process of what I do can change people. And then to have somebody have a turning, you know, a turning point in their life or a moment like that, that can set them in a direction of feeling more empowered in their own life. I don't, I mean, I don't think there is, to me, that is everything. Yeah. Wow. I, I just love this conversation so much. (laughs) Um, It really makes me think about how vulnerable Mm -hmm. it is to to show someone yourself like that and the, uh, and the yes. way that you make a space where it's really safe for everyone to be vulnerable yeah. with you. I think that takes initial courage from you mm-hmm. to be vulnerable in a way, to be vulnerable first to say, I'm going to, in a way you're like opening yourself up to these people and like, mm-hmm. I'm going to fully see you. Oh, and absolutely. This is a vulnerable. Oh, Absolutely. And, you know, that's not easy. No, it takes a lot. <laughs> um, it's definitely not always easy. And I think, you know, there are times when I, being vulnerable, sometimes you, you, you in turn, you know, may take things in that you, that are hard to take in, or you might, you know, sometimes things I take personally or, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think I would trade that for understanding my own vulnerability do you know what I mean like I think I'm okay I'm actually okay with my vulnerability because I can recognize it Mm -hmm. um and um you know maybe part of that is from growing up on the stage and being a performer I I can tap into it um but I and I I want other people to be able to do that too and I think that's something we tied back in we were talking about earlier that it's okay to be vulnerable I think that that is a strength me too. There's strength in vulnerability. There's strength in, in allowing yourself to feel something and to connect with people on a different level than to always be like, I'm, I'm so strong and I am, I'm, you know, just, I have walls up and nobody's going to affect me ever. Yeah. I just I, don't think that that's not who I am. <laughs> uh, as great as that might be for some people. If it's that great, you know, like 
I actually think like to be vulnerable is the greatest strength we can have as mm-hmm. people. And I think everyone is vulnerable. And to say we don't care is also not. Yeah. I don't think it's very true to who we are. And I think when we make those walls, we actually disconnect ourselves from something that's so vital and important. And, um, and I, and I, that vulnerability, I think is a huge through line in a lot of, of my work and what I capture. Um, and, and again, to get to that place, you have to have a safe space. Yeah. Because I, I can honestly sense instantly when, when whoever I'm working with is not the, at that, in that moment anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, like, oh, because, you know, a couple of people walked up and they're now taking cell phone pictures of this person. So it's, like, it's just very clear when that bubble can be broken and it can happen instantly. Yeah. And so it, and then how do you get it back? Yeah. You know? You get in tune with it the way that, you can get in tune with horses on it. Like, you know, like reading people or reading energy when a horse all of a sudden is not when something's been triggered in them. Oh yeah. Feel they they left, they left the space. They're not present anymore. And, and being present is really, well, again, this whole other topic of conversation, but one of the gifts that I've, I've received from working with you and working with the horses, I, I don't think I'm ever more present really. I mean, aside from shooting, I'm very present when I'm, when I'm working with my camera, but I, in life, there's just so many distractions. And then when you come into a space with, when I'm working with India and you, nothing else matters. I'm not really, I'm not thinking about anything else, really. I'm just trying to connect and read her and to see where she is and when she's with me and when she's not, you can sense all of those things. Um, And just this like awe-inspiring presence you know yeah um yeah and i think we we almost started to to go down this route of um you know talking about india this she's one of the most beautiful horses i've ever been in the presence of and she to me is everything wonderful about femininity mm-hmm. she is like this mother of the earth strong almost to the airing on fearful um not fearful. Uh, that's not the right word. Um, slightly intimidating. Intimidating. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she's got this beautiful stature. And and then she's just, but I trust her with every ounce of my being. And yeah. to have that, and it's, it, you know, if you think about it, if you write it on paper, it doesn't quite make sense because you, she's, you know, has this extreme power. She could really, you know do anything she wanted but I just trust I trust her because she's she is has that motherly soul and so and then she'll flip and be the most wild horse you've ever seen and she's galloping (laughs) away and you just see this power in her and she's she's everything that I would you know aspire to be really I think she has so many different sides to her she's incredible yeah you're right because we were actually talking a little earlier about this that I think sometimes as women too, like you were saying the, the beauty and being every aspect of ourselves and the Mm. way that India can be so powerful and so strong and yet so gentle. Yeah, exactly. She's all of that and all of that for her to be truly herself and to Mm -hmm. be her full beauty in that sense, she has to be all of that because that's who she is. But I think she's also that because of the safe space that you've created. I'm very... Yeah, India is just incredible because India has 
always had this like extreme power you know like you see her she's just this massive yeah like strong mare and like inside and out but when india first came to me she was very broken you know she was very very controlled and and i could go into kind of her situation but it was heartbreaking to me the things that had been done to her like truly heartbreaking when I think about like what her body went through, what her spirit went through and, and how I feel like actually a lot of women go through very similar situations. And, and yet why one part I admire in her so much is through all of the abuse she's seen. She stayed gentle and soft the whole time. Yeah. There's a never a point, even when she was like in the midst of kind of, you know, a lot of things that would break anyone down um, and make anyone just deeply angry at their core. There was never a time she wasn't soft with you or kind to you. Yeah. Which I just admire so much. And I think about like, you know, some of the things we've been talking about with, you know, how we can talk about horses in this way of like, like being controlled or feeling confined. And it reminds me of what you were saying a little while ago about the shoot you did with what it meant to be a woman Mm. and feeling, you know, controlled and confined and yet also like having this extreme power in you. I just, I see this parallel with horses and women so deeply um, that so much of what we've gone through is the horse has gone through too. And mm. I think our, our paths have kind of been aligned, like I said, throughout history. And, and I think you can take words, like I can be talking about the horse mm-hmm. and yet you can, if you just flip it from horse to woman, mm. it makes sense. Yeah. And I think you too, talking about women, you flip it to horse and it makes sense. Yeah. And, and that's why I think women particularly are so drawn to horses. And I think men and women are drawn, but there's something there's numbers yeah. in women of yeah. them being drawn to the horse that is phenomenal and yeah. like not at all an accident to me. Yeah. And I think even women like like you, you've mm-hmm. always loved horses, but mm-hmm. like you're not a horse owner, you know, mm-hmm. in that sense. And yet I think you recognize Extremely that. drawn. Oh, yeah. And you were talking about when we were out with the horses earlier that there's something about being in the presence of the horse that... Mm allows you to be more connected to your like inner feminine or what were you saying exactly on that? Cause um, I loved it. I think that what I was saying, I, I uh, there's nothing more uh, centering I think is where I want to go. You know, when I'm with, I just, it, I feel at peace and in tune with something that is almost unrecognizable in some ways, but also connects me to more of like where, where, where we came from and, and more of this wild, wild side of our soul, of our personality, of, of this freedom, of this feeling like, oh, I could just run. And, um, I think that it's, it's, it ignites that. Yeah. And it says like, it's okay to be that you are that. And it's a reminder, you know, and I think that's really why I, I connected so much with this image that I talked about too. I, I want that reminder. Yeah. The image of the horse that I have now hanging in my, my space. I, I want to constantly be reminded of that because that's who I am. Yeah. Um, 
um, so yeah. Yeah. Like as women, I think we are this raw beauty, mm-hmm. this purely, this wild beauty that can't be contained. And like we've talked about before, when we try to contain it and when we try to meet, you know, whether those are like literal containings, you know, literal containers or their mindsets that have been put on us of what we should be and what it is to be a woman of what it is to be beautiful. When we, when we're chained in that, we, we lose that deep connection of who we are and we lose that wild. It becomes vacant. It becomes vacant. And in the same way that horses can become vacant, we become vacant. And I think it's, I think that we all go through that. Yeah. I think there's, it's just something that, I mean, I've experienced it. I'm sure you've experienced it. We go through phases of, I don't feel like I'm myself. I don't feel present. Yeah. You know? Um, But again, because you're not, you aren't being authentic and you aren't being present in that, in who you are in that real moment. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think sometimes for me, like that will come in and like, I don't feel beautiful. Uh And that means like, I don't feel good enough right now. Mm -hmm. And I think the horse always reminds me when I'm with like a truly free horse, whether that's like my girls or like wild horses or just any horse that's like empowered is that I can, I can be myself exactly as I am right now. And I am enough exactly as I am right now. Exactly. It empowers you. Empowers empowers yourself. Yeah. So we've been talking about, you know, being with the horses as being this empowering thing. Um, but is there anything else that has helped you embrace more of your authenticity and more of your power and then thus more of your beauty to mm. recognize it? Is there anything that you think really has helped you or helps people with that? I think, I think the more I started listening to <laughs> what what my intuition was saying mm. um man i that makes me emotional huh uh because i think we all have that we all we all have this inner voice um and on an intuition base not the one in our head <laughs> that that steers us in a direction and i think as soon as i and it takes it took time, you know, and uh, but I, I as soon as I started to uh, acknowledge it, yeah. and then eventually start to embrace it, and then to see it through, and I think that that's when I uh, felt more empowered than I have in a, in a long time. Uh, it, you know, it's coming from the root of being a, you know, being a performer and, and being in that world, you don't really have any control over your life. <laughs> and so there were certain things that, and I think sometimes it takes, takes going to the extreme in one direction to, to bounce you to where you actually should be or want to, or, mm-hmm. you know, instinctively should be. And, you know, I was working on a show. I had eight shows a week. I had no life. And, uh, so to speak, I mean, I, in terms of freedom, yeah. And, you know, and, and I still at the same time was a photographer. So, but this, this, this sense of, um, you know, something was happening and I really wanted to go and I wanted to travel, but I couldn't, or you know, there's somebody else putting, 
putting barriers up against what you're, you want to do. And I think that I kind of bounced like 180 and said, I, I, you know, my, I kind of fully took hold of my business and I think there's something empowering about that and, and being, and learning about that. I think, you know, I have to give some credit to my husband on that one too, because he's, he was very encouraging. And I think as a creative, as an artist, I was always making art, but then to also take ownership of, you know, you can't, you can't give everything away for free. Like you have to, and once you start to become a businesswoman in a sense, and an artist, I think that that's really empowering. And you value yourself. You you have to value yourself because, you know, and we've talked about that a lot. If you don't, if you don't value what you do and what, what you bring to the table, uh, how can you feel like you're in control? Because yeah. you're not really. It's really hard though, because there's so many levels to that too. And to monetize what you do, that's really hard. But, but you have to. <laughs> how do you live your life? You know. Um, and I and I would encourage other women to do that too, and to empower themselves uh, to to do that yeah. and to be okay with that. I oh, so just. <laughs> so I don't know this like empowers me so much this yeah, conversation oh my god well and, and I, I think that having these conversations are so important because I, I I do think that other women need to hear that I agree you know you know I think of it as I think in some ways we choose our own chains mm-hmm. until we decide that yeah. we don't want them anymore until we want to break them yeah and absolutely that like on that, like, like we say, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that because, you know, there's all these exterior things, but really like, then we make the choice. No, Mm -hmm. I'm taking these off and I'm going to go do what I want to do. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of, like for me, the courage to value myself has to stem from a place of knowing my worth, obviously, and inherently and not constantly needing to strive for it. Like, like, I feel like, you know, the beauty industry with that, it could be kind of defined as this constant striving of never being good enough. Yes. So you kind of have to constantly strive to be this version of perfect that's never there. Mm. And then also as women, we feel it like in our dreams or in our work that we have to constantly be striving. Like, I will do that dream when I'm good enough for it. Yeah. But in that sense, like, we're never going to feel validated enough for that to work. We have to validate ourselves and mm-hmm. we have to say now is the time and I'm strong enough now and I'm just going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. On that same train of thought, I think that through my work and through working with people, um, and I can even say this to horses now because I've done it enough, <laughs> uh, I've, I've learned to value who I am. And it goes way beyond exterior, yeah. you know, and, and I think that that, that too is empowering. And, you know, I, I think of the body of work I've created, I'm very passionate about it. And I, and I often say this to my clients, I say, you know, if, if you connect with the work, you'll connect with me because they are really one and the same. And I feel like that's an extent, it really is an extension of who I am. And so I feel like personal value goes beyond just this. It goes be, yeah. meaning beyond the vessel of your human body. I think it goes beyond it, beyond that in terms of how you connect with people and how what you are putting out in the universe. Yeah. And in that sense, it gets you out of your head in terms of what beauty is because it's bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. 
that, you know, it's interesting because like these ideas and these insecurities of whether we're beautiful or enough, enough or not, like for me, they come in these waves Mm -hmm. and it's usually if I'm not feeling good about me on a deeper level, like it'll, it can show up in not feeling pretty, you know, something Mm -hmm. like that. But it's really this reflection of a much deeper, um, either a deeper wound or a deeper place where we're not fulfilling ourselves enough or we're not valuing ourselves enough. And, and I love the, you know, embracing, like you're saying, like embracing all aspects of ourselves because Mm -hmm. ultimately it's bigger than us. Yeah. And it's, gets you out of your head because yeah. it's so much more than like because honestly okay, so. when I think of beauty I don't I don't really think of the exterior I mean when I in terms of myself yeah I think of what I have to offer yes that to me is beauty I love that so much and you are a truly beautiful human in all in the true so sense of beautiful so are you thank you <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. It's such it's an been honor. So great. <laughs> I I just this is why I love the podcast and why it's like my so far it's been mainly women, but I think that's that's kind of a good thing right now for me. Like it's kind of a through line in my life too. Yeah. It's kind of and it's awesome. Yeah. But like all these amazing women that um, when we come together, it just that is so empowering. And hold each other up. Yeah, and hold each other mm-hmm. up. Because that's oh, it's just the best. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. Thank if you. people want to find you and your amazing work, because it's just fantastic, <laughs> where's the best place for them to, to get in touch? So the Instagram <laughs> is a good one. And it's D-A-G-Photog, P-H-O-T-O-G. Uh, that's, Instagram is great. Uh, website is the same thing. It's the same, D-A-G-Photog.com. Pretty simple. Um, and I travel all over the States and world really. So don't hesitate to reach out. I, I love hearing from people. I really do. Obviously I love to connect. So, um, yeah, those are the two, those are the two key ones, I think. Okay, great. And I will link everything in the show notes. You'll be able to find her website and her Instagram and also put on my Instagram and all of that. Well, that is it for this week. I will see you all next week with a brand new episode. Uh, if you like the show and you feel like sharing or commenting or writing a review, it's always so, so appreciated. I will see you all next week. Mm-hmm.